This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yachmadiyah and Hanabat Adel, success in Yachmadiyah 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 and Gadiel Ben Sheva. Again, the uh, the event in New York is postponed um, due to the mask order. They still want a mask, and unfortunately, we're not going to uh, have a high energy event with mask. So again, the November sixth event is going to be rescheduled. We are planning an event later on next year, um, something a little bit more high energy. Um, so that's that. Okay, so today's class, obviously, we're three, four, day, three, four days before Yom Kippur. We really want to talk about a, giving a new definition to um, teshuva, right? Teshuva is very heavy. The, the name itself is very heavy. It's not something that people are really running to do, even though the naming itself, God told us that teshuva came before the world was created. That means when a person, it's normal that a person should fall for the sake of teshuva. Otherwise, it would never be created. And what we have to really, really recognize is truly, really, really trying to change the definition because we speak about this many, many times. And the book we're going to talk about is Reclaiming the Self by Rabbi Pinson. I've said a little bit of these concepts before, but it's definitely a good reminder. And when you take the Shuvah and on this concept, it's a, it takes a whole different angle. And you're going to be excited to do it. It's very important. When something is heavy for us, we, we're not so excited to do it. But when, when something takes a... A different, a different, um, different connotation. Or if I look at teshuva as a, as a, how? What would I tell you, for example, if I told you, listen, if you do this, you're going to get twenty percent more energy. You would do, you would run, you would run to do it. So if, if if we're looking at a recalibration of consciousness, that is the best definition that I've seen. Recalibration of consciousness. And when we when we face things like this. It's much, much better. So teshuva, what he's saying here, Rapinson here, is teshuva is more of a recalibration of consciousness rather than a mere apology or confession for mistakes. We have to understand something very, and I saw this, you know, I, 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 I you know, it's coming back from Uman, I definitely had a completely different, um, diff- a completely different opinion of faith. You know, sometimes we rely just on blind faith. Faith, again, faith only gets you to the issue. For example, I saw somebody on the way to shul. I saw somebody running. And that person was extremely happy, and I'm I'm saying she might have faith that she's going to, you know, get healthier, but she still has to deal with tremendous amount of weight that she put on, and there's nothing you can do about it. The weight has to go off little by little. But at the end of the day, at least she's running. Before she wasn't even running. So faith allows you to start running. That's the primary example. Without faith. You're not, you're not even working out. Without faith, you're, you're blaming your brother for causing you trauma. Without faith, you're blaming the messenger. Faith allows, allows us to start doing the work and allows, allows us to start running. So that person had faith in herself, the fact that she started running. But still, it does not magically take away all the weight in one day. And that's where we have this expectation, unfortunately, that as soon as we start something, as soon as we start having faith, things should work out right away. Yes, they will. Turn, the, it's no longer a problem, but at least now you are in the right direction. Um, and that's where the work begins. So again, you have, this is why faith has to ultimately transform 
into trust. And then you start recalibrating your consciousness. Recalibrating your consciousness is the belief also that everything is happening for your benefit. What he's saying here is when we, when we, we use Teshuvah as a recalibration of consciousness, we are no longer making behavior changes, we're making identity changes. I don't wake up in the morning worrying. That's, not, that's the old me. It's not like I'm trying to stop anxiety. I don't do that. Like Tony Robbins once said, you know, athletes don't uh, smoke. Yes, an athlete doesn't smoke because he's an athlete. You're not going to catch a, a top athlete smoking a cigarette. If you have to tell a top athlete, stop smoking a cigarette, you have a problem. There's no way that package comes. <laughs> that means to get to, to get to the point where he's got to, there's no way you're smoking a cigarette and, and possibly hurting your lungs. It could possibly, uh, you know, screw up your performance, etc. So that's where we start saying, I don't do that anymore. That's not me anymore. And that's a differently, that, that it's, more, it's more of an empowering change that we, we're losing the old identity and becoming a new person. This is what Yom Kippur gives us the ability to have that light on that day. Rapinson said also something beautiful. And he says, Yom Kippur is such a, such a day of, of complete bliss and, and complete light that why would you be eating? Why would you be eating on such a day? You shouldn't even be thinking about eating. The fact that the whole purpose of getting rid of the shoes, getting not allowing food, relations, because these are all attachments. My shoes are attachment, they're attachment. Food is an attachment. You know, uh, uh, my body is an attachment. Relations, is there, it's attachments. When you're in your soul state, you don't need, there's no attachments. You're only, you're feeding the soul. And that's really, really, really what we, what we really need. Today, we're constantly in slavery to attachments. There's a thousand books on habits. There's a thousand books on anxiety. There's a thousand, book, a thousand books on anxiety today. What's anxiety? Control, 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 control. When you're getting to a higher level of consciousness, you trust the process. You're, not, you're no longer controlling the process. So the anxiety turns into excitement. That same ex- anxiety turns into excitement. That's real teshuva. And that's what you, we need the Torah. The, 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 what the Torah does is it, it really, really takes you out of the attachments that the whole world is attached to everything. Um, you know, it, it's such an important thing because without that, we, we just become completely, completely emotional and we get stuck in the past. And what he's saying here, by declaring our intention to do tshuva, we immediately begin by re- returning from fragmentation and confusion to a place of, place of greater unity. That's another of, of our authentic self. So again, the fragment, fragmentation and confusion come when, you, when we don't make decisions. You know, I, I tell everybody, you have to make a decision. Whether that person is going to start, she's extremely overweight, she, she starts running, at least you made a decision to start running. At least you made a decision. Now, how she follows through, etc. That's, that's, now she has to build trust in herself, believing that it's going to happen. But that person is no longer confused. You get up, you do what you need to do. Versus, I'm confused of what I need to do. And when I'm confused of what I need to do, that's where a mali comes, that's where the confusion, the doubt comes, and that's where we can't get to the, to, to the higher self. And this is where Hasidus really teaches us about the constant, constant, you know, the, the death of the old self and the re, re, rebirth of the new self. It's more like a surrender. The more you surrender the old self, the more the light comes in. Because if I am connected to my creator, I should just trust him. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have all these fears. The fact that I have fears, and I'm doing just teshuva for the fears, without changing my relationship to God, 
how in the world can I can I can I get anywhere in life? And we had a I had a great discussion with somebody, a friend of mine who shits and show with me, named Benjamin, and he gave a he says you know before I thought God when he uses the name Din, is he's punishing us with the word name Din. So if you're thinking God is punishing you with the name Din, Din, you would say let me get out of the way so he doesn't punish me, and as long as I stay out of the way he'll stay out of the way. And a lot of us look at God as, as the word din, which is punished, where God uses the word. Din is not a name of punishment. Din is a name of structure. I need din in my life. If I don't have din in my life, I have nothing. With too much chesed, too much kindness without judgment, without justice, it ultimately would destroy the world. It would ultimately would be letting your kid have so much high warmth and, and, and no expectations for him. You would, it will ultimately be enabling us to be in a situation of, 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 it would just be too much light. So what God uses the word din, when we look at the word din, that is really a name of structure. The fact that I, you have, you, for example, intermediate fasting, okay? Is, am I getting punished? Because I can't eat at a certain hour? Is that judge, ju- justice? No, that's structure. That's ultimately what I need to, to... It's not bad. It's actually good. Din is structure. It's not where you, you're, you're programmed. That's the name God uses for the name Elohim. It's not, it's not a, a name of flow. It's a name of constraint. But most of the times, what's stopping us in our lives is we have no boundaries. We have no structure. And without structure, what happens? Even if you receive chesed, it's not going to stay with you. You know, to, we have to, this is what the world can't handle. They can't handle structure. Structure is needed. Discipline is din. But discipline is freedom. Discipline is freedom. And that's something that we need to see. People look at God, oh, he's punishing me. No, he's giving you constraint. He's giving you. For example, you know, you're in a, you're in a bad relationship. And he causes that relationship to go south. Because ultimately that relationship would, would have been toxic for you two years from now. So he, he causes that relationship to, 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 to break. That is God's using love, but he's using the attribute of din. So din is the name that God uses to cleanse us, to wake us up, that we're going in the wrong direction. If we didn't have the wake-up calls, we would never probably get there. Very few, God originally created the world with the attribute of only justice. Because originally he, he says that as, as soon as people would see something wrong, they would run straight to the light. But clearly that, he said that, that, that didn't last because people could not handle that intensive growth. So he had to use the attribute of chesed and then at the same time. And this is the story of our lives. The story of our lives is we have to stop looking at din itself as something bad. We have to look at it as structure. And without structure, you have nothing. Without structure, you'll never enjoy the good. You'll never enjoy the good. When Teshuvah is merely about change, it comes in direct conflict with any existing system that stands in our way. What we really need to focus on is more of an identity situation. And this is where, look, look at your situation. You know, when, I, when, I, when people are in recovery centers, you, if you're just trying, I just want to be sober. That will not be enough for you to stay, to be happy in life. If you're just shooting for, to be sober, you're going to end up, okay, gambling all of a sudden. You're going to end up picking up uh, food addictions. You're going to end up picking up something. Because there's still a... a the, the, you were supposed to break the old identity and become brand new. For example, let's say 
and, and this is a very common situation with singles. Sometimes they don't create enough space for other people. And they're blaming the system. The system is not broken. The system is nobody's creating space for each other. And if you don't start creating space for each other now, how do you, what do you think marriage is all about? Creating space for the other person. If we don't, the minute we stop creating space for the other person by becoming, not becoming givers, our marriages take a hit automatically and we are called selfish. So as singles, you have to start becoming flexible. And flexible is not being a weakness, is to recognize at the end of the day, we, this is a, you're practicing making space because you're going to eventually need it when you get married. I, I, Baruch Hashem, whenever my marriage is succeeding, it's because I've made a lot of space. I lowered my, my honor and, and brought somebody in. But to the extent that we don't create that space in our life, and we, we're so picky about what we want, and this, and I want this, 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 that all you're doing, when you're picky, all you're saying is, I don't have space for you. Unless you, you, admit, you, you, you fit into that 0.001% of a person. That's a problem. And the same thing in our lives, and everything in life created begins with a decision, and then there is a contraction. The contraction is the area where we make space. It says, many of us live with the sense of it's officially in constant need, and our thoughts are often at the service of mere survival. Anxiety is a part of a system being surrounded by a capitalistic society. Like I said today, you, you, you're, we either you know, get rich or die trying. And this is where we really, really have to have the right balance in life. And the beginning of everything is becoming present. Rabbi Nachman says that because man is above time and space, man is above time and space. That means the more conscious we are, we're above time and space. So any duality, when there's any negativity in our life, is only because we are stuck in time or space. We have a problem of time and we have a problem of space. If I didn't know, if, if, this, if let's say somebody does not know anything about Rabbi Nachman's teachings, and they said, you know, I'm going to go to Uman. And they have no idea about the greatness of Rav Nachum's teachings. And they take that trip that I just went on. They're going to be suffering beyond words. Suffering beyond words because they have no, their consciousness of getting to the part of getting to the, to the tzaddik and getting to Uman is part of the, part of the struggle. And Rav Nachman said clearly, to the extent the more pain you have going there is the more light that you get there. Think about the opposite of that. Think about the complete opposite of that. What is society suffering today? Society is suffering. They're getting things for free, just such as any kind of high dopamine. Anytime you put yourself in a very, very high dopamine experience, such as porn, such as drugs, etc., the greater the high, the greater the low. Right? As soon as you go into that, you reach a very high, high peak, you're going to get a crash. That's any kind of addiction, any kind of drug addiction where you're getting things for free. Imagine the opposite of going... Here, we're not getting anything high. We are building the vessel by struggling and going there and dealing with the headaches and dealing with, with the, all the wards and then getting with the border and getting with here. All of that, what that all did, and by the way, as soon as I got home, a prayer that I've been waiting to pray for three years was answered right away. Right away. Three-year prayer was answered the minute I got home. Was answered. Out of shock. So, uh, so when you start recognizing that time and space, this is part of the process. It's okay to have this because anything good, if it's something that's really good, you're going to get held back from it. The, the op, it's completely the opposite of what the world wants. They want it fast. And what happens when they get it fast, there's no vessel and they crash right away. 
So without having this concept of patience, we never even get there. A person that does teshuva, that changes their consciousness, is not interested in chasing, they're interested in attracting. Because they know if they get something too fast, they know if they get something in the appropriate time, it could be detrimental for them. So they don't, they're not looking at the light, they're focusing more on building that vessel, building that vessel, building that vessel, and not aborting the mission. This is where our sages say in the Gemara, Gemara Baba Matia says, a person would rather possess one coin to earn than nine coins granted. You, a person would rather perform, he would rather earn that one coin earned, earn that one coin, than nine for free. Because once you get that nine for free, it's the beginning. And I never forget that I was, thank God, you know, when, when the Hard Rock Casino opened up in Hollywood, what, what a place to put it. The greatest thing that happened was me going there and losing, losing like within two, sec, two minutes, I lost a lot of money and I never went back. Never went back to the casino ever again. It was the greatest thing. Because God forbid you start earning money, you're hooked. But when you lose, that's it, you lose. It was the greatest blessing. Winning sometimes is, is the biggest curse because now you're hooked. But when you lose, you're nauseous, you don't want to deal with it again. So to me, I never, I never stepped back into that casino again, thank God. And that itself was the greatest lesson. And, and that's chesed. So you could see where losing is actually winning. Losing is actually winning. So when we recalibrate our consciousness, really we're looking at identity change. We're looking at a complete identity change. And what's the number one way to get your identity change? Is start living in the moment. And this is what Teshuvah means to believe that today is the first day of your life. And you can access it by saying, today's a new day. And all my past and everything in the past, at the end of the day, is choosing to live in the moment. And this is the energy of Ayin. Because all the ego does is focus on fixed time. Where Teshuvah was created before the world existed. It's an unbelievable concept. Teshuvah was created before the world existed. So it's higher than everything. It's higher than, than time and space. Because if something that was created before the world exi- created, was created, then it's so great that it could change your... You, you, you're, you're not tied to time and space. Time and space is whether you're saying, oh, I did this in the past, or I did, I'm stuck in trauma from, from the past, so I'm stuck in these sins. This is beyond... You're limited, your Yetzirah puts you in time and space. He says, look at all the stuff you did in the past, God's never going to forgive you. That is not, that is completely the opposite of what real, real, real teshuva is, which is recalibration of consciousness and coming back with love. When you come back with love, everything gets doubled. And, and so one of the things you could do is, how do, if you're starting to live in the moment, right? which is exactly lesson one in Lekutei Moram, which we'll talk about. Then what do you do? You start living, like Rabbi Nachman says, do not become old. The first thing you do when you start becoming, living in the moment, is you lose the old habits. You go to synagogue a little quicker. You, you're, you, you get that excitement back. You get that little excitement back. You know, you, you look at people in the gym sometimes, the real... They'll tell you their secret is coming like they've never worked out before. I asked them, how, do you, how, how in the world do you stay in this shape and not deal with the fatigue and not deal with the thing? Many people have told me they come like they've never been to the gym before. They've asked them one time, they said, imagine you had one time to, 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 one time to work out the rest of your life. They come like that. And where do, where do we know this from? We know this from Reb Nachman. Reb Nachman says a person should pray 
like he's came back from, from heaven for one prayer. How would you pray? And that is what the whole thing of David Melech HaKayim. I gave that class in Uman that the purpose of tefillin is, is the concept of tefillin is you're getting a new brain. So anytime I put on tefillin, I have to, pre- that's the marker that I do it in the morning. This is why Ramachal says prayers early in the morning because you're taking advantage of the new day. New day, new tefillin, new brain, new thoughts. And we could see today, today we, we don't have to be, you could see how much the world is changing. Like my whole world just completely shifted with this hurricane, shifted completely. Did I expect it? Absolutely not. Everything's shifting so quickly. You know, before your whole worry was about COVID. Now nobody's thinking about COVID anymore. That was the number one intention. Like you, would, you thought it would be here permanently. Everybody said it's the new normal. Now nobody even, nobody's even in Florida at least. Nobody's even picking. Only in Carnegie Hall are they still in COVID world. But nobody else is thinking about this nonsense now. About COVID right now. Now it's inflation. That's the number one topic. And then tomorrow people forget about inflation. When it goes down and something else will happen. Iran or... It's always something. But, but we think, think things are going to be forever. And this is where he's saying that the, the koch of renewal is present in every moment, is connected when you're connecting to the word ayin. Ayin is keter. Right? We gave the word, we spoke about this concept of keter. The highest sphere that we can connect to is the sphere of ayin. Ayin is the power of renewal. Any single time I renew myself, I'm connecting to the name ayin. And this is where Rabbi Nachman said that the, 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 you're prohibited, it's prohibited to be old. He told all his students, stop becoming old. Stop becoming old. Do not become old wood. Because old thinking, it's not an age, it's a mindset. It's a mindset that I am limited because of this. I am limited because of that. And I've seen what you see, to, what I saw in Uman, you saw people going in a wheelchair, going through Pushkina Street, all the Hasidim and grabbing, praying like it's not, it was beyond words how, how much, how humbling. I'm, I'm talking about 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, people running to it. If you figure 80 years old, you're still doing this at 80 years old? You still have the koach at 80 years old to be doing this? Yes, because they did not become old. There's nobody that's old in Breslov. Breslov is not about old. You wake up in the morning, right out of the way, you crack down Hatzot. It's a, it's a constant renewal. You're, we're programmed to never become old. Why? You break the night. The night itself is old. So we break the night. We, we're excited about in the morning. We're, we, we embrace the mornings. We don't sit there and say, what time are you getting up? I don't know what my body feels like. It. There's no such thing as an 11 o'clock prayer, 11 o'clock minyan, 10.30 minyan in breast of circles. The Hatzot, Netz Minyan, if you go to the Sunrise Minyan, Oman, packed. There's no such thing. No such thing as at 9, 10 o'clock. It's out of the... Because that's already... You're saying this day is... A, I don't want to... I'm not, I'm not facing the day today. I'm not excited to face the day. And that is, an old, that is a way of old thinking. That's a way of habit. Habit is I wake up when I want. Renewal is I, I wake up, I'm going to wake up the dawn. And that's the attitude. If you're going to have an attitude this, this year, you have to start becoming a tinok. Tinok is a child. It's the same words as tikkun. Tikkun and tinok have the same words. Tikkun and tikkun. If you want to make a tikkun, 
Start acting like a like a tinok, and that is very common today. Where we, we we you know, there's a lot of therapy today that says you have to go back to the inner child. Did the inner child worry about everything? No, it's only the the accumulation of time that we built, and that's really what we're doing teshuva for. We're doing teshuva because we became old. We became old thinking. I, I know 19 year olds that think like they're they're, they're thinking like they're 75 years old already. And yet they're 75 year olds thinking like they're 19. That's Rav Nachman's teachings. That's what Rav Nachman did. It constantly re-energizes you. It constantly gets you into renewal. It constantly, it doesn't mean you're not gonna go through falls. Doesn't mean you're not gonna go through a tremendous amount of, 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 of highs and lows. Yes, you're gonna go through a roller coaster. If you're gonna to get to Rav Nachman's teachings, you have to embrace a roller coaster. And that's why he said every single time he gave the greatest lessons, Minutes later, he was completely dejected. Dejected. Because why? Because he had to make a new renewal. Unbelievable concept. You figure you just gave the greatest class in the world, and right after that, 10 minutes later, you feel completely dejected like you don't know anything. Because now he's making the new high. Another person would say, wow, I just gave a great class. Let me take a month off to celebrate. No, Reb Nachum could not stay. He could not bear staying on one level. And we can ask ourselves, can, why are we staying on a level? Why are we staying on a comfortable level? And, I, and I, unfortunately, I see this as a, as a habit, especially in Florida. In Florida, there's no sense of urgency here to grow. It's way too comfortable. And I recognize what, the, what, the, what the, in Uman, it was really cold. The cold weather wakes you up a little bit. It makes you tougher. When we, get, when we, when we start getting soft men, when women are giving them free stuff, and women, they're getting free things, and they're not putting it, it, it destroys the individual. Comfort destroys the individual. It destroys them. And I see this in Florida. I see many of my friends, they're getting everything for free, comfort, and they're thinking they're doing great. It destroyed them because it took, took the toughness out of them. It took the toughness out of them. And they're not tough anymore. And then what happens? Any obstacle, they're going to knock down. You, you, New York at least has that coldness, that toughness. And that's why I see that New York, I have, we, we have Baruch Hashem, we have much more followers in New York because they're tougher. There is an advantage to being in that climate because it does make you tougher. And when you're tougher, you're going to get stronger in everything in life. But when you're soft, it doesn't take much. But a breakup to get you depressed, it doesn't take much. And that's this climate in Florida that people really come here to retire. So we do have, we, we do have tremendous opportunities here. To grow, but we also have tremendous amount of comfort. The Yet Sahara is not, it's not that we have a great governor, we have a great this, but the Yet Sahara is comfort here. There's no sense of urgency here. There's no sense of urgency here. And he's saying here that the word Avera, which is sin, has the same word as Avar, staying in the past. It's a sin to stay in the past. It's the biggest mitzvah to renew. And that's the message that we really need to look at Teshuva. Don't look at this as a heaviness. Don't look at this as just confession. Basically, the old Jew wouldn't do that anymore. When, I, when I've changed my diet, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm sorry for the foods I ate before. I'm saying, I'm like, how in the world did I eat like this? It's not, a, it's not I don't, it's a more of an embarrassment than saying, oh, please don't punish me for eating like this. It's like, I don't eat like this. It's more of an embarrassment. You get me? It's an embarrassment of how in the world did you even think about that. Or when people started keeping Shabbat, they'll look at, they'll look at the past and say, oh my God, I can't believe the whole time I, was, I looked at Shabbat as, as, as something limiting. It is the greatest freedom in the world. But 
they're not saying, I'm sorry for, for, not, for not keeping Shabbat. They're coming back with a new consciousness. Like, how in the world was I thinking like that? That is really, really the key of Teshuvah is, is to get yourself into a higher consciousness where it's not a heaviness, a punishment, or guilt. No, it's, it's an embarrassment out of love. And if we come back like that, then we, we, will, we will always see, remember, our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with our Creator very connected. This is why, for example, the main thing we have to do in this holidays before, because the light is so great, is forgiveness, obviously. The old Jew wouldn't forgive people, would hold a grudge. But that's because you're in a, you're in a very petty consciousness. You're self-centered, you're thinking about yourself, all you're thinking about... The, the new you will recognize, of course I'm going to forgive them because I'm going to get forgiving. I'm going to get forgiven. And that person only hurt me because they were hurt. It's a different shift of consciousness. It, it shouldn't take, or say, just say, you have, if somebody comes up to you three times to forgive them. It shouldn't take you three times to forgive somebody. You should recognize it's such an opportunity for you when you get forgiven. The, old, the fact that you're not growing is because you're still stuck on grudges. And you're still stuck on revenge. It's the old you. You have not grown. So of course, you're not going to forgive that person. In heaven, you're not growing in consciousness. You're still the same old person. This is this pettiness that we have to get rid of. We have to get this stinginess and this pettiness. And this is where, when we recognize this, God's constantly doing favors for us. And we really have to look at that way. Hashem, help us all. We should all become new. Don't become old. The power of new. Stop becoming old. Stop, stop waking up at 9 o'clock. No, that's how I always do it. Oh, you have it? You're a tree? Wake up newer. Wake up. Create that newness. That is where you can start demanding more blessings in your life. Because they'll come to you. But if you're, again, if we wake up with this old attitude, we, we get, we, we, we're, we're looking at the future from the lens of the past. So if we're looking at the future from the lens of the past, then how can we create the future? <laughs> You can't, because you're still looking at the future from the lens of the past. That's why it's a sin. It's a sin because you have unused potential that is not being actualized. And that itself is the biggest sin. And this is what happens when we have a stingy relationship with our Creator. We have stingy relationships with people, because we are stingy. We are stingy, because time and space affected us. But when we get past this, and we start becoming new, you look at that person who hurt you as a fractured child that never had love, and they're just taking their stuff out on you. You look at that person who, you, you look at them completely different. You'll only see the love in people. <laughs> it's a high level to get there. We are, obviously, we all have a Yetzirah, but that's what we, at least we need to aim. We need to aim to, to, to be able to, to, to learn that the, 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 our temple has been destroyed. Our consciousness has been destroyed. Our temple is our consciousness. Our temple has been destroyed because of Sinat Chinam. That means all of this Torah and all of this stuff that we learned we're still the same characters. All the learning you did, all the Gemaras, all the learning, all the, you, you, still, you still didn't, it didn't change your character. It didn't change your character. You still hate people. What's wrong with you? What, all of this, that's what the temple destroyed. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing to see how much of this is a consciousness. Why in the world would you not create space for another person? It's because obviously there's no space in your heart. And... And that's because you're, you became old. You judged. When you become new, you look at everybody brand new. Again, this is not saying it's superhuman. We can all hit this. But this is at least where we have to at least begin. This is why 
you have such a phenomenon of people going to Reb Nachman's teachings. This is why they go to, to Ukraine, even though the people tell them not to go. It's because they, they feel a renewal. It's a, it's a drug of renewal. It's, you, you have new, new, new energy, new life. This is why it's addictive. It's an addictive thing, because you're, you're living in a different world when you're connected to Rav Nachman's teachings. We don't get that all the time with other situations. And everybody wants this. Everybody wants excitement. What's excitement? Renewal. Everybody wants that excitement. Everybody's, you know, you, you're in a relationship. Everybody loves the beginning of the relationship, but once it gets in the middle, they lose that excitement. Rav Nachman teaches you, that's why Rav Nachman is the midah of Netzach. Netzach means... It's forever. It's eternal. Netzach is not a uh, one-time wonder. It's an eternal thing. It's an eternal thing. And may we all shoot for that. Don't become old. Have a great day.